And what I was finding was that even before I could give out the information, and I was giving press conferences twice a day for a week straight Dang. to the nation, basically, right? Into a national story, people were newscasters were tweeting inaccurate information. And what I ended up having to deal with was the families were getting the tweets. Yeah. And the information was incorrect. And then we would have to go down and explain to the families that they were not getting good information, but it was from a reliable source. Has 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 um has tried over a hundred cases, Dan, which yeah. is very interesting. Before judges or ju ju juries or judges, and it has argued successfully over the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. which is very interesting. Yeah, all that's very impressive. It is very very impressive. As district attorney, he has he has decreased prosecutions by getting more offenders and to treatments and earlier and helping them reduce the cost barriers with those programs. Mr. Weintraub has taught criminal justice systems, Dan, at Rowan University, at the Sales University, and and that's it. And and there's Delaware Valley. I forgot Delaware, Delaware Valley. And he likes to educate at schools and people about justice in our community. Yeah, we got a couple please, questions. Please welcome that. Matthew Weintraub. Matt, thank you for being here. Matt, thank you. My pleasure. I'm, I'm glad to be on. Yes, yes, we were excited to to talk to you. And we, we typically start our show with the same two questions, and they kind of uh, are questions that we both personally like. So I'll ask you mine first, and then I'll let Ben ask his. And mine is, what's something that makes you angry? I think it's a really good way to get to know somebody. Uh, I, I hate uh, bullies. They really mm. make me angry. Mm. I think that when somebody has an unfair advantage and they're picking on somebody that's weaker than them, First of all, they should know better. And second of all, it's just uh, the inherent unfairness of it really, really bothers me. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. Uh, I just have to ask you, Matt. What is your My I have great taste buds, and I love restaurants. What's your favorite type of food to eat at? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> well, I would say uh, I have so many, and none of them are good for me. I'll, I'll go with uh, meat, meat Lover's Pizza. That's okay. a great one. Okay. I, I love uh, loaded nachos oh, and, yeah. and uh, hot garlic buffalo wings dipped in blue cheese. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll have to go get something sometime. We'll have, yeah. to, we'll have to. I think those are all Ben's favorites too. Oh, man. <laughs> I like anywhere. I've never eaten in any of the restaurants in Dorostown. Oh, well, you know, Bucks County. That's Bucks a, County is very good Town. food. It's a great pizza place on Butler Avenue. So we, we grew up, Matt, going to church in uh, Doylestown. And so, like, our experience with Bucks County is Doylestown. But Bucks County is actually a, a lot bigger of an area, right? Like, you, you, you oh, span huge. a huge area. Huge. 625 yeah. square miles. Dang, right. Yeah, so you have way more than just Doylestown to take care of, which is a lot for what? sure. Yeah, sometimes that responsibility weighs heavily on me, but I really enjoy doing it. Mm, yeah, that's that's a big part of it, I think, is, is the enjoyment. It's hard to do something that is not only – a really challenging job but also really challenging and you just don't enjoy it mm. um I, I can imagine that and that's harder. my first question 
So what did you do after you graduated high school? Like, did, what was your very first job? Did you, or, or, or at college? Like, what was your very first job? Yeah. So I've been working since I was about 14. Uh, wow. My very first job was uh, as a soda jerk on the boardwalk in Wildwood. <laughs> okay. Hawaiian tropical drinks. I don't even think they have that anymore, but I, oh, I work behind a counter. We, I, we, we only food we would cook. We had hot dogs. We could make hot dogs and uh, French fries. And also we had these Hawaiian tropical drinks. You know, you would pour them out and they would be like a slushy. What we that. now know oh. to be like a smoothie or yeah, a sure. Slurpee. Yeah, but I, I've been working ever since. Uh, I believe in the value of hard work. It makes you appreciate good effort. It makes you appreciate earning money. Yeah. So you're less likely to take things for granted if you've been working for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something that our parents uh, instilled in us as well. And even that that ownership of items, right? So, you know, you work to get money and then you buy a thing with that money. I know growing up, like any phone that I had, I like held dearly because I had to pay for that phone. And I had a handful of friends, you know, every week they felt like they were getting new phones. It was just because, you know, they were kind of getting handouts or, you know, it was just a gift item. Um, and they didn't care for it because they didn't have that ownership of that item. Um, we call that we call that having skin in the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. If you have to pay for something, you you value it much more dearly. Yes, for sure, for sure. Um, so I've got a question as well. Um, when you're not working, because obviously being a DA is, I'm sure, a heavy workload. Um, what do you enjoy doing with your family when you're not working? That's a great question. We, uh, we, we, my, I have two kids, Shana and Chloe, they're 20 and 16. I'm married to Kathleen for uh, almost 25 years. It'll be 25 years in May. So one of the things that we love to do was we would take trips to, as a family, we've been to uh, Niagara Falls, to Grand Canyon. We've been down to Puerto Rico after the hurricane to help out with the Salvation oh, wow. Army. Uh, but if we're if we're just loading up uh, and taking a quick trip, it's always gonna be down the shore. We love going down the shore. We spend time in Sea Isle, which is okay. down in South Jersey. Uh, and I am a beach bum when I have a chance to relax I, I love, love to it. do it on the beach. <laughs> I love it. We'll have to go. We'll have to go play volleyball sometime. <laughs> there, you go. Yeah, the deal. there you go. Let's do it. Yeah, Ben, you're a beach guy too, right? I love the ocean. You know, ever since I was a kid, Dan, I love swimming in the ocean. I had no clue, Ben. And do you know what Dad <laughs> likes? He likes ski ball. He does. Ten cent ski ball on and Ocean City. Yep. Yeah, our dad's a big ski ball guy, and so on the boardwalk, they don't have it anymore. I don't think. I think they still. Oh, have they it. do. I'm sure, they do. They do. Sure okay. Do. Good. Good. <laughs> I say because that would be that'd be a real bummer to we'll lose have to that go next year. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. I'll be. Can you. I ask you a skee ball question? Yeah. yeah. All right. So when you're playing skee ball, and I know it's all about the tickets. So the higher the score, the more tickets. Do you go for the the little, the little holes, the hundred a... holes up at the top, the fifty in the middle, or do you just go conservative and like shoot for thirties <laughs> and forties? Such a good question for sure. It I traditionally have been a 50 point guy um yeah our dad though he's the real master he every ball he goes for the hundred and i'd say probably six out of ten he hits it 
Does he um, skip it off the side? Yep, he's got you know he's got a little spin. Yeah, he's got a little uh-huh. spin action to it. Uh huh. He's won yeah. a lot of prizes at Dorney Park. He goes like, "How'd you win that?" And then one day we were at Dorney Park and everybody's watching over him. They're like, well, "How? How? Who is this guy?" So that's my dad. <laughs> but what what do you aim for usually? I try aim for the uh, hundreds. The hundreds. Do you get them as much Ooh, as Dad does? I get the tens. <laughs> <laughs> One time I crawled up there and I put my. I cheated sometimes. <laughs> when I was a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I think you were pretty young though, right? <laughs> Just don't get caught. <laughs> I, I actually did get caught at Dairy Queen one time. <laughs> And the in the uh, playground, remember yeah. that Dan? The playground at Dairy Queen. Oh yeah, well you didn't get caught. You got stuck there. I did get stuck because you had a uh, you were too big, and um, it was or I guess it was too small for you, and so you got in and then you got stuck, and now uh, we um, you know he's even bigger now than he was then. <laughs> All right, we should focus now. Um, yeah, I think you got a question, right, Ben? Oh yes, I do. What programs? That you guys do in Bucks County, and what you, and and what you guys support in our area. What programs are you excited for to do in the next few years? Okay, that's a great question. So we, uh, I want to continue the programs that we already do. One is called actually Ben's campaign. It's it's not. It's uh, sadly it's not named for you, but it yeah, right for. For a little guy that grabbed a hold of his uh, dad's gun and, and killed himself by accident. And so the, we have a gun lock campaign uh, that was named after him so that he hadn't, didn't die in vain. And we give out free gun locks to anybody that wants one. Um, so that's something that I really, really believe in. It's a great way to store firearms safely. You just put a lock on it and it's free. Uh, another thing that I, I really believe in is trying to get people the help that they need. So if you have a drug or alcohol issue or a mental health issue, we want to make sure that we're getting to you as quickly as possible so that we can get you the help that you need. Uh, because if somebody's committing a crime, uh, when, they are, when they're addicted to drugs or alcohol or have mental health issues, and we don't address the root issues, we're just going to keep seeing them again. Yeah. So, we want to try to make sure that we're, we're treating them well and treating them fairly mm-hmm. so that hopefully we don't have to see them again in our, in our system. So those are some things that we focused on in the past. And now I would say for the future, we want to keep doing those things, but I also want to focus on gun crime, trying to reduce gun crime, trying to reduce um, illegal guns out there on the streets because mm-hmm. uh, it's a proven fact that when a gun is purchased, and diverted to somebody that's not allowed to possess it, more than likely it's gonna be used to commit additional crimes. And I wanna try to stop that. Yeah, I just think it's very scary today, what world we're living in and stuff. Yes, that's, you know, stopping that kind of violence before it happens, I think is key to that. Yeah. That's really important, for sure. I'll give you guys some good news though. So Bucks County is, is relatively safe. We're all lucky that we live in Bucks County. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could take the credit for it. I, I can't. It's uh, we, we live in a county where people really care for each other, where people have a pro- have pride in where they live. Uh, and I'm not saying that Philadelphia is the worst place in the world, but comparatively speaking, we are, we are much safer in Bucks County than our neighbors right down below us in Philadelphia. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I see a lot of stuff on the news. Yeah. And it, it makes me, like, upset. Like, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, it can be scary sometimes. And it's hard, too, because then, the you, you know, you want accurate news. But sometimes, too, you you, you got to take a grain of salt because you don't always know what's exactly happening. Sometimes they don't even have the full story yet. Right. I think, uh, well, Ben, Ben and I, we last saw each other in Philadelphia, didn't we, buddy? Yeah, I saw you at the Eagles game. Hey, I surprised you. You didn't even recognize me. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was great. I got to surprise you. I love it. There we go. Yay. What? Um, it's funny because that's happened before in the past where Ben has seen somebody but didn't recognize them. I think he kind of gets in the zone. Yeah, in the uh, zone. He was in the zone. Yeah, working his butt off. He was working. He was doing his job. I wasn't doing my job. I'm doing. You have taught classes at a couple colleges, universities. Um, In your time teaching, do you find the classroom setting is conductive for learning about criminal justice, or do you think there's maybe a better way for teaching a more hands-on? There certainly is a better way. Uh, The more, the more immersion you have the more likely somebody is to learn so i call it experiential learning yeah if you can if you can bring the kids with you uh on site so where i work and for example when i worked at uh, when i taught at del val which is right down the road from where i work at the at the justice center i would give the kids extra credit Mm. to come and watch us in court and i I found that they learned so much more even from that one day coming to court to watch than they did from me standing up there and lecturing. Um, yeah. So I, I do agree that anytime you can give somebody uh, an immersed, an immersed experience or hands-on experience, it's invaluable. You learn almost by accident. Mm. Um, that being said, when I'm there on campus, and I haven't taught in, in a little while, but when I'm there on campus, I like to teach by example. So, and, and I find that the students love hearing what we call war stories. They love hearing yeah. about the cases. They love hearing about the investigations because it's real. It's something that they can sink their teeth into or when they leave class, they can then research and get some, some background on. Yeah, yeah. And something too, you know, the reason I, I kind of brought up, and I, my background is in um, outdoor leadership and education, and so experiential learning is every part mm-hmm. of that. Um, yeah. And you know, there, there's definitely a, a school classroom piece that's yeah. important and needed. And we talk about you know, theory informs practice, and practice informs theory. Um, but I just I really thought there was a connect there with you know the justice system that uh, you can have as many book smarts as you want, but that that you know that inaction experience i think really lends to the book knowledge um so i I, agree with you and if i could make another point on that uh, one of the things that i i tried to teach my students and this frankly was before the the, anybody ever heard the term fake news that Mm. was not a real thing right yeah but i i would teach my kids i call them kids my students I want you to look at the newspaper. I want you to look at a blog or Facebook, wherever you're receiving your news and uh, bring in samples, bring in an article, print out uh, a Facebook publication, 
and let's read it critically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason is at least we used to, not anymore. Sure. We used to accept if it was written or if it was told to us by somebody that was on, on TV or in a position of authority, we just blindly accepted it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would give them examples of where I had been misquoted myself in the newspaper. Wow. Uh, and I taught, I wanted them to understand just because somebody is telling you it's true or it's written down, it's not always accurate. And even when it's accurate, sometimes people will have a slanted perspective. They want you to see yeah. it a certain way. Yeah. So that's good real life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I can I can be more jaded than most, and uh, I have a hard time with most news stations. And that's just I, I I'll say I appreciate capitalism. I enjoy that we're yeah. a part of a capitalist society. Mm-hmm. But I think when your news is a business, and the business is encouraged to have news quickly, I think that can really lend to incorrect information. Um, cause it's not always, unfortunately, the most accurate news station that's rewarded. It's the quickest. Um, and so I think that has lent to a handful of issues. Um, and I, you know, I have a problem and no solution, unfortunately, but, um, that's very interesting that you, you say that. I, I can give, I don't know if I'm allowed to give an example of, sure. of what you just mm-hmm. were talking about. So I can, it's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, please do. Yeah. All right. I don't, the floor is yours. All right, good. Floor's mine. I love it. Um, so about four years ago, four and a half years ago, we had a, uh, a, a major case in Bucks County where these four young men were killed and mm. buried on a farm up in Solberry. And that investigation unfolded in real time over the course of a week where we figured out that we had to be on that farm and we were looking for the boys and we were uh, trying to figure out who did it. And it all really converged onto this farm. And so during that week, which was very intense and pressure packed and stressful, and I was getting no sleep, uh, the 24 hour news cycle was very hot and alive and well. And Mm. What happened is are, are the, the victim's family, and these are really, you know, these are real people. They, yeah, right. They, they had a round-the-clock vigil at the bottom of this farm, like where they were, they would camp out because wow. they wanted to be there just in case any there were any developments. And what I was finding was that even before I could give out the information, and I was giving press conferences twice a day for a week straight. Dang. to the nation basically right into a national story people were newscasters were tweeting inaccurate information and what i ended up having to deal with was the families were getting the tweets yeah and the information was incorrect and then we would have to go down and explain to the families that they were not getting good information but it was from a reliable Gosh. source and so I actually, in one of my press conferences, said to the media, I said, listen, you all are providing a great service because you're shining a light. You're helping us get interest in the case to give us people to give us tips. But you're being reckless with your information. If you're not hearing it from me or you can't independently verify it, please do not put it out there because I have four families 
that are hinging on your every word. Right. And for you to give out misinformation, they're counting on that. And it's devastating when they find out that it's not true. Right. And so after that, they cleaned it up a little bit. So that's mm. one good example. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a very, very solid example. I would say something about yeah, that. You know, I need to work on, you know, I'm not good at spelling a lot. You mm. know, when mm. I grew up, I didn't, I had a hard time reading and writing. So, you know, sometimes I miss tweet something or I miss spell something. Mom was like, can you fix that on Facebook? And I'm like, okay, I'll fix that. Uh huh. So do you have a story about one time that happened that was pretty embarrassing for you? Oh gosh. Uh -oh. Or should I share it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll share it. So, uh, you know, the same kind of theme of misinformation. And Ben was lucky to be a volunteer. What was At the Ron Javorski's golf outing. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Jaws, um, uh, Ron Javorski's uh, golf. So it was a nice big charity event. And um, Ben was going just to volunteer. And he had asked uh, one of, who was it that you sent the email to? Kaylee said, well, I think you should send it this way. But who was it to? It was to... Um, the Jaws. Okay, so like it was to the organization, I guess. Um, and he was asking about one of the events. And he said, you know, thank you for letting me volunteer. I'm excited to be a part of this. Um, I will bother everyone. <laughs> <laughs> my, dad, my dad was like, get in here. He oh forgot God. to add the not. I will not bother anyone. Yeah, very, very quickly became uh, embarrassing. Wait, dad, wait, what did dad say? No, he started talking work on the video, something else. But yeah, so another, you know, less uh, intense example, but, uh, yeah, you know, misinformation and uh, Ben, a little embarrassing story for you about But ben. it's okay. You know what? I've learned from my mistake. Yeah, that's true. Like that's I've learned from other mistakes. That's the key. It's all about learning and from can mistakes. I, we're talking about mistakes. Can yeah. I, I want to make a great point about that. Please do. Uh, so, and, I, and I'll, I live my life like this, but while we were talking about that case, that Solberry case, I made quite a few mistakes. Uh, and, and some, some I caught right away. And anytime I caught a mistake that I made, I would immediately report it myself. Mm. I would say, hey, you know, I just misspoke. I said something that was incorrect or not accurate. Uh, please forgive me, but I want to make sure that what I'm saying to people is accurate. Yeah. And uh, you know what I found? People were so grateful for that. Uh, number one, it just shows you're human, just like everybody else, that you're not better than anybody else and that they can trust you yeah. because if everybody makes mistakes, yeah. but if you're, if you're uh, big enough to admit that you made a mistake and that you care enough to set the record straight, yeah, that goes a long, long way with the people that you care about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, one of our viewers, uh, Christian, actually, he brought up an interesting point about the same topic. But he was just pointing out that, you know, kind of mistakes in media and things that cause, you know, intense emotional reactions get the views. And yeah. so that then, you know, spirals this uh, issue um in groups and he he was specifically talking about he has an issue with the, the political discourse how um you know it's easy to share the mistakes in political discourse it and is. then that's all you see for certain candidates yep. or you know however um but interesting viewpoint on, on a similar topic hi christian vogel yeah shout out to christian <laughs> christian a friend of ours. Nice job christian yeah <laughs> um 
so for the idea of education, because I think, you know, a lot of issues um, that come from, you know, whether it's this kind of viewing topic of things being liked or all of that comes mostly for a younger generation, right? And so they're consuming media. And so for my passion is always educating younger generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I had a problem with when I went through the public school system was I felt like there was not a whole lot of education on our legal system. Um, and even like on basic human rights, I feel like a lot of that really was, you know, thrown into the background over history or math or science. And I feel like I would have appreciated more of a hands-on education in that concept of, you know, what are our basic human rights? And so I guess my question about it is, do you think that the idea of law is, so like broad and complicated that it's hard to share at that level of education or has it just kind of been swept by? No, I I think it's, well, I don't know if it's the second, but it'd be more likely to be the second one. Meaning that if if you have it, first of all, you need to have a good teacher, somebody that's invested that will go deep with, with their class. But second of all, it's civics. That's what it is, whether it's U.S. government or world government yeah. uh, or hu- human rights, it's, it's all about civics. So yeah. I do think that there are certain immutable rights that we all have. And yeah. I mean, even if you just chose the Ten Commandments or the, yes. the, Bill, of, the Bill of Rights, right. yeah, and do one a day. The prologue from We the People. Uh, you you really could, could teach a whole class on that. Or yeah. if you just wanted to do of one a day and do 10 days work sure and have a great discussion so we we could we can and should do a better job i think uh people need to understand what their rights are and frankly yeah. what other people's rights <laughs> yeah. are actually before I, we trample sorry. them yeah yes very true very true i was gonna say i know that preempt from from the school of rock we the people <laughs> in order to form a more perfect union Establish justice and sword to Mexico with the T. What's that from? The then? common defense. Promote the general welfare. And oh, you guys the whole thing. Secure the process <laughs> of liberty. Do it then. And prosperity. Do it then. And establish this constitution for the... Okay. It's from the yeah. School of Rock. School of Rock. Okay. So, that's Thank you. great. <laughs> uh, yeah. That is good, Ben. I... Mr. Fink taught me that one. There you go. In school. Yes. So there you go. By song. Unforgettable. Uh-huh. That's the way to go, I And guess. every time I listen to that, I love, and I love, and then Bill on Capitol Hill, that's a good one. Okay. I'm just a Bill. <laughs> I love right? it. I love it. And what's the end? Bill, you're a law. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes on the bus. That's it. I love it. I love it. So, Ben, I think you have our next question, right? Oh, absolutely. No, I just had to tie that in there with rights and stuff. Yeah, no, that's good, buddy. It's a good good train of thought. And I just wanted to say one more thing about a history teacher. You know know who I liked growing up? Mr. Brumball. Oh, yeah. In high school. He did the Brumball Challenge. So, he is a history teacher at North Penn High School. And every morning, he would ask a trivia question. And he had like multiple boxes of Trivial Pursuit cards in his room, and he would just know the like know the answer to all the questions, like just you know crazy factual mind. Yeah. Um, 
And so he had a thing called the Brumball Challenge. And so I think, Ben, you enjoyed Mr. Brumball, right? I did. We were always chat about history all the time. Mm-hmm. But you're right, Matt. You know, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to a good teacher. And yeah, you know, somebody both, that can engage. Yep, both of Ben's could examples. He go, could he go on Jeopardy? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Get him on. Let's get him on. I know. I know. You're Hashtag right. Brumball on Jeopardy. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, if he gets we'll on there. The right. Let's Brumball on Jeopardy. <laughs> Let's get him Whoa. on there. I love it. Okay, I love it. Okay, I got to focus. And you get, you can dial it in. But yeah, while Ben's looking at the next question, I'll, I'll tie it in. And, and it's it comes down to that, that my best experiences in school, I think, were with the teachers that cared the most and engaged yeah. the most. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, whether you're teaching a class here or you're, you know, full-time teacher year-round, engagement, I think, is key. For Shout sure. out to all the teachers out there. Yeah. You're amazing. Shout yeah. out to all the teachers. And yes. it doesn't even matter what class. It could be workshop. Right. It could be English. Yeah. It could be anything. As yeah. long as yeah. the teacher has a passion for the subject, the students can feel that. Yeah. So true. So true. All right. So uh, here's my next question. I'm ready to focus. You have over 100 staff members, which is incredible, working under your belt every day. How do you keep all of them straight? <laughs> Is uh, it kind of like your little elves? <laughs> a lot of trust and faith yeah. uh, and delegation. I'm, I'm really blessed. Number one, our mission to keep people safe in mm-hmm. Bucks County, to, to seek fair justice for everyone, yeah. is so important that we try to only employ people who believe in that mission. Mm. But everybody has good days and bad days. So yeah. What we try to do is, or what I try to do is empower people, meaning that I have uh, I have management right under me and right under them are unit chiefs, and and then I have an office manager. I have a chief of county detectives, and they also help me manage the support staff and the detectives, and so I don't have to micromanage every little every little issue. I I would never be able to, uh, but I I. Um, I trust and delegate. I trust my staff to do a good job and I yeah. delegate a lot of the responsibility. So that when something needs to come all the way up to me, which if I'm at like the top of the pyramid, it's probably pretty serious. Mm. Uh, but I, I also intentionally sometimes will, will tell my managers, you don't need to include me on this decision. I want to empower them yeah. to make good decisions. Uh, you teach a man to fish, they fish for the rest of their life as opposed yeah. to giving them the fish. If I give everybody, it's just like being a parent, frankly, also. Sure. If I give everybody the answers all the time, they're never going to think for themselves yeah. because they can just come to me for every answer. Right. Uh, so I think that that's really important. So it's dedication to the mission, having great staff members that work for you, mm. and uh, delegation and trust. Yeah. Yeah. We uh we have a thing that Ben participates in that uh, we call Dan School, <laughs> and uh, it's really just me working with Ben. But a big thing, a uh, current theme for us is Ben making independent choices. Because um, a lot of growing up, we had the answers for Ben because that's what was necessary. Um, but now that he's becoming more and more of an independent thinker and very, very close to an independent adult. Ooh, um, next year. He, uh, is... I want to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically when I start, I, we call it dance school and it mostly is because Ben likes to call it that and it's more teasing me. Um, <laughs> but when we started, the idea was it was kind of like Ben's college. 
And so I walk Ben through all of the requirements that it takes to be independent and what it means to be, you know, a fully functioning member of society. Um, and growing up with autism, right, Ben, it's a lot, it's a lot harder for yeah. you to work through some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so it really takes that kind of one-on-one approach. Yeah. Um, but he's getting much, much better yeah. at, you know, social situations and um, even small things like doing his finances. I know. I love doing my finances. <laughs> Shout out to really? You can do mine. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that, that same idea of instead of coming to us and saying, all right, what do I do right now in this situation? We're like, well, Ben, that's a, that's a you decision. You got to make the choice on that. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I met Matt Dan yeah. was, um, he called my cell phone and he said, oh, I wanted to do an interview with you. Yeah. So I was like, can you call my dad? My dad goes, who did what? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we're we're always worried about Ben calling random people, <laughs> and so I'm sure my dad was trying to figure out who called who. Right, Ben? Yeah, like I, I caught him off guard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was surprised by a call from the district attorney. <laughs> the, I love it. So Ben, how about the the second time we met? We I, I saw you out on the sidewalk there. Yeah, and you were with um, Project Search, right? Yeah, yeah. Ben, from the IU and. We have somebody from Project Search that is interning for us. I know. Uh, and, and I'm trying to get the county to give me a position and some funding so that I can hire him and pay that's, him. That would be um, awesome. I think that's the whole point of it, right? Yeah, right. That's that's right. amazing. And Matt, my dream is to have more people with special needs working in more workplaces. And yeah. I think that would be really Mine cool. Too. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah, it's such a need. And... You know, something that I think it's such a you know, there's a lot of misconceptions, but I think a lot of people hear special needs or autism and they think of the people who have Asperger's who have these like savant like abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and de- those people definitely exist. Um, and I work with special needs adults and most of my adults are not at that level, but they all have skills mm-hmm. that make them so unique. And those skills are things that like I, I could never manage to do. One of my clients, he like it, it's it's a full impulse that he has to go anytime we're at a store and there's something not in the right place he has to take it back to where it belongs and, <laughs> and so like for me that job i would hate that job but for him yeah. like that gives him joy is putting those Perfect. things back in the spots they belong and i love Perfect. that yeah. Um, and so that's really exciting to hear that, that you're, you're, and what is your other clients like to organize the VHS tapes? Yeah, he does. Like, so alphabetically, alphabetically organized VHS tapes at thrift stores. <laughs> we still have VHS tapes. Yeah, we do. Surprisingly, we do. Um, it might be only because of him, you know, he might be the only one left looking for him, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's so cool, Matt, to hear that, that you're petitioning for that and you're right. It's, that's what it's, it's all a, about. It's a win-win, Dan, you know, this, this young man, as, as you pointed out, he has a certain set of skills. He's very focused Yeah, and we haven't, we have a need to have uh, this job. And in, in this instance, it's repetitive yeah. to be done all day long. Yeah, and he sits there and he does it, and he, he does a great job. So yeah, that's amazing. The the biggest issue actually, and this ties into what you guys were just talking about, is I want him to have the confidence when he's ready to let go of the program mm. and to come work 
for us. Yeah. And right now he's attached to the program. Yeah. But he doesn't get paid. It's an internship. If, if right. he lets go of the program and comes work for us, I can pay him. Yeah. But, I, you know, so we're working towards that as our goal. That's our goal. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's sure. really cool. Yeah. Can I ask you a question out of the blue? Yeah, go uh, for it. Um, I was going to say, um, have you ever thought about doing like autism work programs or more special needs programs in the courthouse? Yes. Uh, so, uh, as you know, I'm, I'm one department. There are so many departments at the, at the courthouse and at the administration, the county administration building. But if I understand it right, I think there are 12 people that are placed through this program. So I have one of them that works for me. But there are 11 others, and uh, this was this past year was the the big kickoff. But I envision that it will grow because I'm I can only imagine that other departments are just as pleased with their interns as I am with mine. Uh, so why wouldn't we? Of course, I, I hope that it expands. And what I what I imagine in my department is that I'll hire this young man. He'll he'll move on from the program and work for me. But then I'm going to take another intern from the yeah. program. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's so perfect. Yeah, that's great. And uh, that's obviously a big passion of Ben's, right? Mm -hmm. is, is seeing that kind of stuff in, in action. Um, and it's so cool too because I think we have a lot of experience with um, people having goals in the sense of like, yeah, we, uh, our organization would love to have 10 special needs employees. Um, but then if you talk to them, <laughs> they're like, we have zero right now. Um, but, you know, like, it, you know, in a year, we'll, we'll have we'll have something. It's like, okay, great. I love that. But I would much rather see your situation where you at least have somebody doing something and you're, you're also working towards the next mm -hmm. step as yeah. opposed to, you know, having this big goal and having no one actually doing it. You, you know what I, I like? It's the difference between being... Well, talk is cheap, first sure. of all, but being passive about saying, oh, this is our goal uh, and being active. Yeah. So if it's your goal, make it happen. Yeah, and for especially, sure. I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm in a position where if I say, yeah, we're going to do something, guess what? We do it. I love <laughs> it. Sure, I, I love it. it. I love it. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to be the boss sometimes. Yeah, for I sure. That's a, it's a really good segue. So Ben's got a question that's, so, that's personal to him. And I, I think it, I'm interested to see your, your feedback. Okay. So I struggle right. a lot with staying on task, as you can tell sometimes. <laughs> and um, do you have any trips or tips or tips? I mean, trips or tips, tips or... or tricks. Thank you. <laughs> tongue twister. Um, to see how I can stay focused. Yeah. Staying on task, staying focused. Uh, I think that the, the, the best one is if you're doing something you love. Because you'll be all the way in if yeah. you're doing something you love or enjoy. Um, if it's if it's something that you don't really love but you need to do it, mm. um, I, I think that you want to be as prepared as possible so that you can eliminate the some of the fear or anxiety. And then <laughs> it's it's hard for me to say, but uh, I, I I put my phone down, mm. I close the door, I say please do not disturb. Yeah, and I just, I just bear down and get it done. Uh, my dad had a saying. His saying was, "How do you eat an elephant?" And the answer is one bite at a time. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna use that. I love I'm gonna that. use yeah. that. Yeah. We had some good phrases like "mounted momager." 
momager. Yeah, we've got some good phrases, but that's good. So that that that's something, Ben. What do you? I want to know. What do you think that means? The, One bite at a time. Just uh-huh. take it easy. Not like eating yeah, a bite. Yeah, I like that idiom. Ben is idioms, but that's good. One bite at a time. Um, I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna. Can I steal that? Yeah, I think you can. How can you eat a whole? You can borrow it. Yeah. I'm gonna borrow it. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. trademark it. Yeah. <laughs> Drive it like you stole it, Ben. <laughs> Uh, but I know I think the the phone there is key too for Ben. I think sometimes I catch Ben and he's he's in his little office and he's doing one of these, you know, Huge little, distraction. little, little scrolling action. Well, because and I'm I, trying uh, to find some new guests. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I think sometimes you're also watching some sports plays. Oh yeah, or, uh... <laughs> or, or the video. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's so good. You're right. It is one bite at a time, and. Um, I think that's good for Ben. He just started, or we just started this company where Ben's been speaking in schools and uh, he's very excited about it. And the part that he loves is going in and speaking at the schools. We have to do the coal car. Yeah. But the speaking in schools would give me, you know, terrible anxiety. But Ben thrives on that. Yes. Where he doesn't thrive as much is having the spreadsheet of what schools he's called and what schools he hasn't called. <laughs> but still very important because we need to know right. who he's talked to and who he hasn't talked to. Yep. Um, and I follow up with some of the schools. Yeah, and so that's, you know, the the key there, you're right, is, is, is sitting down and saying, all right, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to make sure I get it done. And then um, I can enjoy the rest of the job when it comes up. Yeah. And the try company's technically closed on Christmas Eve. It's true. Try to eliminate the distractions as best you can. Be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Um, so we actually we had a question from the guest, which will tie in. So I'll ask the guest question. I think Ben knows this, and I know this as well. But we'll ask because uh, you know, for the guests uh, viewers, uh, how long have you been DA? Well, I've been the DA since twenty sixteen. Okay. As Ben pointed out, I was appointed first by the judges, and then I stood for election. I ran for election in 2017, and I won. And actually, last month, I just won my second election. Right. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, me. Matt Weinfeld yeah, for so president 2024. I bought, myself, <laughs> I bought myself four more years. Yeah, uh, there you go. There you VDA. go. But actually, my my passion for... Uh, justice and for public service goes back a very, very long time. In mm. fact, I was an intern at my office in wow. 1992, 92, and I started as an assistant DA in 1993, so 28 years ago. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, I, I, gotta, I hate to do this to you, but I have to. Our oldest brother was born in 92. that's the way it goes (laughs) Uh but hey that's amazing that's that's a big part i think of something that i i I try to communicate to people when i work with you know i say the younger generation but when i work with people that are younger than me um the big part is starting somewhere right yeah i think a lot of people want kind of like they want to graduate and become the da and it's like no, you got you gotta start somewhere. Climb up the ladder and, and climb, climb up the ladder. Up the ladder. That's right. right. Suits and matters. Right. Remember that yeah. game? I do remember that game. You're right, Ben. Um, but Ben, what's what's your question that related to that? I think you had a question because we we had actually on here we had congrats for being reelected. Of course, congrats for being reelected as district attorney. What do you think 
will be hard for 2022 and the years to come. What's something that you think will be hard in the next couple of years? Um, a couple of things. My focus right now is on uh, gun crime and straw purchases. We've, mm-hmm. yeah. we've seen a lot of that creep up from Philadelphia. And I want to make sure that we're continue to be safe and protected, even though Philadelphia is a whole different entity. I, I can't control what happens there, but I want to sure. make sure that people feel safe in, in Bucks County. But the other thing that I'm seeing more and more of, sadly, and it, and it concerns me, is um, the use of the internet uh, to commit crimes, mm. whether they, they these are of a threatening nature or of a bullying nature or of a, of a sex nature. Yeah. The, the internet, everybody has an all-powerful computer right in their pocket, in their, right. in their cell phones. And uh, unfortunately, we've seen really a drastic increase and it's it's this casual crime, and I'll, and I'll give you an example. We yeah. we had in the past week or two, we've had three instances where juveniles have called in fake uh, gun threats or bomb threats oh, to gosh. their schools because they wanted to either have the school closed oh, for the day gosh. so they wouldn't have school, yeah. or because they wanted somebody that they had a beef with to be afraid of them. Wow. And the, the, the issue, number one, you can't do that. It's against the law. But number two, anytime a school gets a threat like that, they have to take it seriously. Right. And that means the police are called. A bomb sniffing dog has to be called. A lot of times the schools have to shut down. Yeah. And unlike in 20, 20 years, 25 years ago, where it was somewhat difficult and you could only use your phone to make these threats. Right. Now there are so many ways to do it over social media, over anonymous tip lines that we're seeing a lot more of it. So interesting. Uh, it, it's it it's crazy. Yeah. Could I just tell a quick story about um my my junior year in high school? Sure. So we had a fire at the school and somebody like lit the band room on fire because they didn't make the band program. Mm. I'm just mad. Like, why would people do that sometimes? Yeah. And yeah. we went home early that day, but you know, yeah. the lessons were, and you can't always get what you want. <laughs> well, you can't. True. So true. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, I think the key there is to not um, act out just because you didn't get the thing that you wanted to get. Um, you know, and, and Ben and Dan, you guys make a great point. We live in this society where we, we whatever our imagination can conjure, we can use our phone to order it. Yeah. To see it, to yeah. make it real. So it's we're we're so used to this instant gratification, right? That when we don't want to go to school, especially somebody that lacks the maturity to know that this is a terrible decision, right? It's going to have far-reaching consequences. They pull that virtual fire alarm, or they set that virtual fire. Like Ben, right. Ben, you hit it on the head. We can't always get what we want. Right. No. Right. No, it's so true. You're right. We. Once again, I, I think our parents did a pretty good job of, of instilling that that delayed sure gratification. Um, and something that, you know, like, oh, I really want this thing right now, but I don't have the money for it, so I can't get it. Um, and, you know, the value of that. But you do, we're right. I, I call it the McDonald's society. Um, I want what I want when I want it. Um, yeah. and, and we've really kind of, you know, unfortunately it's been fostered, but um, – you know, even Amazon, right? You want something? Oh, two days is not fast enough. I want it right now. Like it's got to be here at my door in an hour. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's very very good. And today's society, a lot of people have been. It's been crazy because a lot of people are like being rude in schools, and um, I saw articles about kids with special needs getting bullied in schools, mm, and yeah, that makes me really upset. Yeah, like, yeah, me yeah. too. I don't. I want to find out who they are because I want to give them a shout out video and just say, "Hey, I'm there to support you. I love you. And I'm yeah, there for you." Like, yeah, people just need to know about kindness. Yeah, so true, so true. A lot of the uh, sad, but a lot of the issues that we see could be solved with a little extra kindness. Um, and I think bullying is probably one of those things that really... And I talk about being I and the kind. If you see somebody doing something, you stand up and tell them to stop, and you get somebody. Yeah, you get some help, for sure. For sure. So, speaking of uh, shining a light on things, mm -hmm. um, you have the podcast that you do, and Ben was a guest on there. Um, twice. Twice, right, yeah. twice. Uh, and so... We just wanted to ask a little about that. Like, how did that start? What was the kind of thought process behind that? So I, I saw early on uh, in my career as DA how people prefer to receive information. Mm -hmm. uh, and and we, ben, we, ben was talking about this earlier. Sometimes it's hard to do something you don't really want to do. And I noticed just even on perusing social media myself, that the things that got the most views or likes were not the written articles. Frankly, they weren't even the pictures. They were the videos. Mm. People like to passively receive information. Yeah. They like to have it spoon fed to them. So I said, well, I have a lot of useful information that I want to pass on and uh, I'll do it in video form. So yeah. I got my courage up. And we just started from scratch. We bought a couple of cameras. I love it. And we started finding interesting guests like yeah. Ben that people wanted to hear from. And I think it's been very successful. Uh, yeah. the, the other thing that I wanted to do, as you guys probably know, there is this now in, in some segments of society, this negative perception of our police. Mm. We're lucky in Bucks County. I would say this is the minority perception. But if, if you click on YouTube, you can find a video right. of a cop taken out of context a lot of yeah. times. But nevertheless, a cop doing something maybe they shouldn't be doing. Click on YouTube. Yeah. So I wanted to not just be able to report, oh, we locked up this guy or we locked up that guy. This guy went to jail. I wanted right. to report on the positive things that our police are doing. Yeah. And I'll give you an example. Just today, you talk about it. I don't do it in podcast form, but we shoot the video and then we broadcast it, not live like you guys. I'm not as brave as you guys. Yeah. Are. <laughs> uh, but just today, I interviewed a, a police officer from Tullytown who saved a little five-day-old baby's life with, CP, with CPR. And we have the video of his body cam of him doing it. I'm so excited. So I did the interview with him today. My guy, Manny Gemmies, who I work with, uh, who Ben met, is editing the video. And that'll be up in a couple of days. I'll bet you that will get thousands yeah. of views. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. That, that should amazing. That that police officer, I don't know who did that, but shout out to that police officer. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. We need more police officers. Like, we need more people to understand more about how we can help each other. Yeah, and it's all about, you know, pointing those things out. Because I think it's <laughs> it's easy, you know, like, like you said, to focus on the negatives 
or the negatives somehow get more views. Um, but there are amazing things like that happening. Um, and we'll, wait, we'll wait, add will you, let's shout them out. I'll tell you who he is right now. And I'm yeah. cheating. I'm looking at my phone. I love it's it. Officer Nate Aldsworth of Tullytown Borough Police Department. He's literally, actually a lifesaver. Yeah, that is amazing. That is amazing. Wow. Amazing. 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 You know, we'll, like, uh, make sure that we link that too on our yeah. website to that yes, podcast yes. episode for sure. You know, our grandfather was a police officer. Yeah, true. Papa Partran. Oh, Candace. Uh, Candace, Candace. Yep. My Candace. mom's dad My mom's was a dad police, was police officer. officer. I didn't know that. Yeah, so we, our, our, our family definitely feels strongly and, and wants to support the uh, police as, as much as we can because um, it's a part of the family for sure. Yeah. Um, so we're actually crazily at really the end mark of the show, which is wild. Time always flies every time. Yes. Um, but I try to leave the last couple minutes open to really just rolling out the carpet for you. If there's anything like, you know, that that's pressing on your mind or something that you really wanted to share. Um, we just like to give you that time. Cause that's really, you know, a big part of the show is, is giving chance to share experience or, or whatever's going on. And I, I just wanted to say, Matt, you're a part of our family now. You're adopted as a heart ram. <laughs> there you go. Love there it. you go. Love it. I'm a heart ram. I love it. <laughs> wow. that, that's great. And I think that you guys are a, a living demonstration of the things that I, I hold dear and that are important to me. And that is uh, you, you, you have to actually walk the walk. You got to mm. get out there and do it. You got to give up yourselves. You have to put yourself out there, even if there's some risk involved. We don't know. When when we started this podcast, we didn't know how it was going to go. We didn't yeah. know, you know if it would be good, bad, or indifferent. But we're giving it a shot because we all have something important to share. And um, the other thing is that, and I'm, I'm noticing, sadly, the, 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 the polarization of uh, even in Bucks County of our, of our society, of us between our, us and our neighbors, and I see this at school board meetings uh, and township meetings. And it makes me sad because the reality, I believe, is we have much more in common than we do with differences. Yeah. And I think if people can just start to think back to what, what makes us all similar as opposed to different. Yeah. If we could put down our social media feeds a little bit that direct us in one direction or another and open our eyes, take our, take our heads from down here and looking at the people that we're actually talking to and engaging, I think we can do a lot better. Um, I'm sworn to protect everybody and keep people safe. And by and large, Bucks County is a very, very safe place to live, to work and to raise our families. I'm grateful for that. But I think we can all do an even better job uh, at that by minding our neighbors, caring for our neighbors, doing, uh, as, as you say, random acts of kindness, being yeah. kind to each other. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't cost you a thing. Right. No. Right. Yeah. I think so, one of the ways I do it is go buy somebody Starbucks. Maybe tomorrow at Giant Dan, maybe I can buy somebody their coffee. There you go. I'll do that tomorrow. You never know. You'll never forget it. Don't yeah. Never that's, forget it. That's the thing. It doesn't really matter what thing you do, as long as it's something that's kind it can really change the whole direction of someone's day. And, and that kind of yeah. stuff always blows my mind because it's like you do one kind thing and that person's day has changed. Maybe they do one kind thing. And so it's really like your one kind thing could end up being a hundred kind things mm-hmm. because these other people then do things because of the thing that you did. Um, I wish... So we actually say often um, that one tree starts a forest. 
And so it's the same kind of idea that, you know, one kind act can really spread and, and grow more. And you know what, Dan? I feel like there should be kindness day every day. Yeah. I feel like they should just go out there. Go buy somebody a cookie at lunch. Mm-hmm. I said go buy somebody, um, I don't know. Something. Something. <laughs> like tomorrow, I'm, I'm dead serious. I really am going right. to go get money out of my savings and I'm going to gonna buy somebody a, a coffee. Go. There you go. I love it. I love it. Matt, we want to thank you so much thank you, Matt. for being on our show. Uh, for taking time. time. We really appreciate it. Um, great insights. And I, I just appreciate any time like, we can have you know, intellectual discourse. I think it's huge. That's a, yeah. Well, I, I, th- I found this to be very uh, rewarding. Any time I get to spend with my new adopted family, the heart ramps. <laughs> I love it. I'm well spent. So hopefully I won't be a stranger. You guys can let some time pass. Maybe I'll come back and visit you again. That'd be great. We'd love that for and sure. I'm, I'm coming by Monday because I'm going to drop off your Christmas card. That's right. There you go. That's right. <laughs> All right, Matt. We really appreciate it. And I just wanted to say having autism is not a bad thing. It doesn't characterize who we are. Everybody is unique and special, just like we're about. Very true. Very, very true. This is Ben signing off, and this is my brother Dan signing off as well. And we'll see you. Good night, everybody. Oh, next week's show. Yeah. All right, Matt. We'll see you, okay? Bye, Matt. Have a good one. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Uh, yes, next week's show. Real quick, Ben wanted to mention who our guest is next week. So we haven't recorded, or we did tape it, so next week we're not going to be live. We are going to be mm-hmm. recorded. Mm-hmm. It's already recorded. Holly Robinson Pete is going to be our guest next week. Yes. Um, we have an opportunity to sit down with Holly and Nick Sanchez, mm-hmm. um, who has autism, Nick Sanchez, and Holly has a son with autism. So she is incredible. She written three books. Oh, actually four books. Four books. Yeah. And she's. Um, we had a great time. We laughed together. Uh, you're gonna watch the interview next week. So stay tuned. And um... yeah, so it's a uh, different schedule. So we've been doing the second and fourth Tuesdays every month, but the fourth Tuesday is the 28th, which is kind of close to Christmas. So we didn't want to do anything on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt was very gracious and willing to do this day with us, which we really appreciated. Um, and then we were able to, to record uh, the episode with Holly, but her movie that is coming out and it's out now is a Christmas movie on Hallmark, on Hallmark about her and a son with autism. Um, so we wanted to show that before Christmas. So we're doing that on the 21st. So Tuesday the 21st, uh, we'll post that video on the Benergy One YouTube channel. Um, so that link's on our website, right? The little YouTube link. Just go to Benergy One, click on Live Show, and all that details there. Click on the YouTube link. You can subscribe, or you can just type in Benergy. Um, should be a channel on YouTube. Uh, if you can't find the YouTube channel, type in Ray's Typical, and then the video will lead you to our channel, and we'll post it there. Um, and we probably going to post it on Ben's Facebook page as well and wherever else we can get it. Um, so tune in for that. And uh, all of the people watching, thank you so much. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy, Happy New Year. Holidays. Happy and, New Year. Uh, Happy Holidays. We, we love you all. See you with a new set in 2022. In 2022. Look, Dan, 2022. So get ready for that. I love it. Have a good night, everybody. Love you all. And we'll see you on the next show.